Welcome to Vitalita Health. I'm Lisa Henderson, a registered dietitian nutritionist and a proud Gen Xer. If you're a Gen Xer, you've landed in the right place. I created this podcast specifically with you in mind to provide you with current high quality information about healthy aging and healthy living during this busy time in your life. In this show, we'll approach health from a whole person perspective and we'll discuss a variety of health topics from nutrition and exercise to managing stress and emotions to sleep, sexual health and beyond. We'll also discuss strategies for preventing or managing chronic conditions like diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, and obesity, just to name a few. In today's show, we're going to zero in on high blood pressure and how to improve your blood pressure through the foods you eat. Specifically, we're going to focus on the DASH diet. And DASH actually stands for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension. Has your doctor recommended that you go on this diet to reduce your blood pressure? Are you feeling a little overwhelmed by all of the nutrition guidelines in the DASH diet and not sure how to start? The DASH eating plan is quite structured and can seem daunting at first glance. It's very clear about recommending a certain number of servings of different types of food on a daily or weekly basis. And while structure can be a good thing, to some people, it can seem a little rigid. So I'm going to help you loosen things up a bit here. If the DASH diet is like a man dressed up in a tailored suit, let's start by unbuttoning a few buttons and loosening the tie a bit. Okay, it just got a little warm in here. Perhaps let's start with the basics of this diet, and then we'll get back to the loosening up part. With the DASH eating plan, you can reduce your blood pressure naturally and significantly through the foods you eat. It's a diet that was developed specifically for reducing high blood pressure. It's been in existence for decades, and its effectiveness in both preventing and lowering high blood pressure has been demonstrated over and over again in research. It also has been found to be beneficial for heart disease, diabetes, and weight loss. So there are multiple reasons to consider it for preventing, managing, and even reversing chronic diseases and obesity. Bonus points in my book. When blood pressure is chronically elevated, it can lead to stroke, heart attack, or kidney failure. It can also contribute to heart disease and other health conditions. About one in three Americans are affected by high blood pressure to some degree. And the older we get, the more we're at risk for it. So it's a really smart idea in our 40s and 50s to get on top of the situation now before it gets out of control. Improving your diet, such as with the DASH eating plan, is one of the most important lifestyle changes you can make to improve your blood pressure naturally. Other lifestyle factors that support healthy blood pressure, which can reduce your numbers even further, are weight loss if you're overweight or obese, physical activity, managing stress, reducing your alcohol consumption, and also getting seven to nine hours of sleep per night.
So let's break down the DASH diet into its most basic components. In a nutshell, this eating pattern is focused on certain minerals, protein, and fiber. The minerals in question are sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. To follow this plan, your aim is to reduce your sodium intake to under 2300 milligrams per day or even 1500 milligrams per day if you're at a higher risk level. You also need to focus on getting more servings of foods in your diet on a regular basis that are good sources or excellent sources of potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Most of the foods that are high in these minerals are plant foods. Dark leafy greens, legumes like beans or lentils, sweet potato, avocado, nuts and seeds are great examples. Low-fat plain yogurt or milk, and also some types of fish, are also good sources of these minerals. And let's talk about protein. You want to get sufficient protein in your diet to meet your needs. Under the DASH plan, you can meet your protein needs by eating moderate portions of fish, poultry, low-fat or fat-free dairy products, legumes, nuts, and seeds. For fish, choose varieties that tend to be low in mercury. For chicken or turkey, avoid fried and try not to eat the skin. A reasonable serving of chicken or fish at a meal is about 3 or 4 ounces. And how about eggs? Eggs are okay in moderation because eggs are actually surprisingly low in saturated fat, and they're also a good source of protein. Let's talk about fiber. Fiber is also a major cornerstone of this diet. The foods that are highest in fiber are plant-based whole foods, like vegetables, whole fruit, whole grains, and legumes. Are you noticing a trend here? I hope so. These types of foods are also rich in the blood pressure reducing minerals we just discussed, or even protein, which round out the DASH diet. So by including more of these foods into your meals on a daily basis, you're leveling up towards mastering this diet. So here's a quick summary of the quick and squeaky clean elements of the DASH eating plan. So first, you want to choose foods. In your diet, you want to have a lot of good sources of potassium, which come from dark leafy greens, white beans, soybeans, lima beans, sweet potato, avocado, low-fat yogurt, also halibut, trout, tuna, rockfish, and winter squash. You want to get a lot of good sources of potassium in your diet. You also want to get foods that are good sources of magnesium in your diet, which also comes from dark leafy greens, also whole grains, nuts, seeds, and avocado. You want to get some good sources of calcium in your diet, and you can get that from tofu, dark leafy greens once again. Uh, the ones that tend to be high in calcium are collard greens, bok choy, and kale in particular. Other good sources of calcium are low-fat dairy or sardines. And you also want to get good sources of protein in your diet for the DASH diet. Things like fish, poultry, tofu, low-fat dairy, legumes, 
nuts or eggs in moderation. And finally, another food source to focus on is fiber, fiber-rich foods, which come from vegetables, whole fruit, whole grains, and legumes like beans, peas, and lentils. And in the DASH diet, you want to minimize the following foods. So you definitely want to minimize your sodium intake and limit it to 2,300 milligrams per day maximum. And in some situations, you might want to limit it to just 1,500 milligrams a day. You also want to minimize foods and beverages that have added sugar, things like sweets, baked goods, candy, sweet beverages like soda or juice. You also want to minimize foods that have a lot of fat or oil, including saturated fats, which are found in red meat, full-fat dairy products, and tropical oils like coconut oil, palm kernel oil, and palm oil. Essentially, the key to success with the DASH eating pattern is to include foods into your meals on a regular basis that are great sources of the key nutrients of the DASH diet, which are, again, potassium, magnesium, calcium, protein, and fiber. If you just remember those five nutrients, you'll be ahead of the game. So, phew, let's take a breath or two. That was a lot of info to take in. Now let's loosen things up a bit. Time to loosen the tie, or even take off the tie. Time to put your feet up. Let me help by focusing on a couple of simple strategies that you can use to get started on the DASH diet. With my nutrition clients who want to decrease their blood pressure, I find it's best to jumpstart them with two specific goals. Number one, reducing sodium, and number two, increasing the amount and variety of vegetables in their diet. This is because vegetables tend to be really good sources of the nutrients that are a focal point of DASH. Once again, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. And veggies are also high in fiber. And veggies are naturally low in calories, so they're also a great ally for maintaining a healthy weight, which is also beneficial for your blood pressure. To reduce sodium intake, focusing on eating whole foods rather than processed foods can make a big difference. Also, since restaurant foods can be high in sodium, cooking more meals at home and eating out less can definitely reduce your sodium intake dramatically. When you're cooking, you can bring up the flavor in food with a little lemon juice or lime juice or vinegar instead of salt. So that's an easy swap for salt when you're cooking. When you're buying processed, packaged, or canned foods, checking the sodium content in the nutrition label is important too. Opting for low-sodium versions of your favorite foods is a great habit to get into. To get more veggies in your diet, start by reviewing the list we just talked about of the mineral-rich veggies that were in the quick summary. So think about which ones appeal to you and which ones would you like to try. All of the veggies in this list are fairly simple to prepare. I suggest choosing one or two of these veggies and calculating how many you'll need to buy at the grocery store 
to actually provide you with daily servings of each vegetable. Then, come up with a plan for how you'll cook them. For example, let's say you chose sweet potatoes and collard greens that you want to get more of those foods in your diet. So sweet potatoes can be easily baked or steamed. A large sweet potato will provide about four servings. So you can buy two large sweet potatoes or four medium ones, and that would be enough for about eight servings. And collard greens, as well as other dark leafy greens, can be steamed or they can be sautéed with a little olive oil and garlic. And about two bunches of collard greens should provide about eight servings. You can also check out the recipes on my website. I have a recipe for butternut squash and also a great recipe for stuffed acorn squash on the website. Having a simple, straightforward plan of attack like this will set you up for success. Then, in two or three weeks, after you've gotten in the habit of starting to reduce your sodium intake and also getting some mineral-rich veggies into your diet, think about what you liked and what worked and keep that going. Keep your momentum. That's really important. Also, at this point, review the DASH summary list of foods again and decide on one or two more goals to improve your diet over the next month. So basically, you're going to integrate one or two more goals to keep that momentum going. This time, you might include a goal focused on something that you need to minimize in your diet. For example, minimizing sweet beverages. You might start drinking water with lemon in place of sweet tea or soda, for example. Another possible goal could be having chicken breast three or four times a week in place of red meat. Which goals you choose are up to you. To start, create goals that you're excited and motivated to jump into and fully commit to. Don't make the goals too hard or too easy. You want to choose something that's just right, that's realistic and simple, but that will also make a real impact. And if you want to go a little slower and just focus on one goal at a time and mastering that over a month and then going to the next goal, that's completely okay too. In general, I feel that the DASH eating plan is a healthy way to eat for the long term, and this has been borne out in research. My only concern with it as a dietitian is that it's a low-fat diet, so even healthy fats are somewhat restricted with this eating plan. This differs from the Mediterranean diet, which is not as restrictive in regards to fats and encourages consumption of healthy fats, such as from extra virgin olive oil and nuts. Both diets have been shown in research to be beneficial for heart health, diabetes and blood sugar, and maintaining a healthy weight. Continue following Vitalita Health for more tips on improving your blood pressure, heart health, and all other health matters which affect Gen Xers. I hope these tips are helpful for you. I posted a blog on my website earlier this year on January 14th, which summarizes these tips. So please be sure to check that out on my website. You can visit my website, vitalitahealth.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I-T-A, 
www.healthhealth.com to listen directly to my podcast episodes, to read my blog on nutrition and health topics, and to learn more about me. Subscribe to my website to be the first to be notified by email of any new episodes, posts, or upcoming events. I have a lot planned for the coming year, so don't miss out. In addition, I recently started a Facebook page for this podcast as a way to engage with my listeners and also provide you with updates. So I hope you will check that out and follow the new page. Also, feel free to contact me directly at vitalitahealth at gmail.com. Have a great week. See you back here next week. This podcast discusses wellness strategies for health in an informational and educational manner only, with information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. This podcast is not intended to replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury. You should consult a physician or other trusted healthcare professional before adopting any of the suggestions in this podcast. Neither myself, Lisa Henderson, or Vita Lita Health accept any liability for any loss, damage, illness, or injury.